another French lockdown, some more Hong Kong news, the coming statue and April Fools. This is your TLDR News daily briefing for Thursday the 1st of April. For those of you who don't live in the UK, this weekend is the Easter bank holiday, meaning that workers get Friday and Monday off. This means we won't be back and uploading a video until probably Tuesday next week. We're sorry about this, but ultimately even we need some time off sometimes. In the first story of the daily briefing today, we move to France to discuss the next French lockdown. Europe is currently undergoing a surge in coronavirus cases, largely driven by the Kent variant. This was something that the UK wrestled with over winter and what caused the government to backtrack on the established plans for social contact at Christmas. After months of lockdown, the UK is now starting to unlock, albeit tentatively. Europe, though, has only just started to experience this wave. The unfortunate reality is that the solution to this wave appears to be another lockdown. For French President Emmanuel Macron, who, like British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, has been determined to avoid another lockdown, has today reluctantly plunged his country into another one. In a TV address to the nation, President Macron admitted that if he didn't lock down now, then the country would lose control of the virus. As part of the lockdown, all non-essential retail must close, any travel between regions is banned without legitimate excuse, and all citizens must remain within 10 kilometres of their house, again, unless they have a reasonable excuse. Let's just hope the French lockdown works, and that cases and deaths are brought down as quickly as possible. In the second story today, we move to Hong Kong to discuss further developments in the ongoing story about China's attempt to undermine democracy. While we've recently discussed the news surrounding the restrictions being placed on legislators in Hong Kong and that they need to be loyal to China, we've not really discussed much about press freedoms and the outcome of the cases being brought against journalists by the state. As we've probably made clear so far, that's what we're going to discuss today. Last year, a number of influential figures in Hong Kong were arrested due to their participation in protests. One of the biggest figures arrested was former legislator Martin Lee and media tycoon Jimmy Lai. The latter is facing charges not only of taking part in an unauthorised rally, but also national security charges. Seven defendants, including the two that we've mentioned, have been found guilty of this charge of taking part in an unauthorised rally, although sentencing will take place at a later date. The maximum penalty for the offence is five years, although it is unlikely that the maximum will be imposed on them. As we've stated in other daily briefings this week, this news comes amid China trying to undermine the freedoms granted to Hong Kong under its agreement with the UK. The international community are speaking up about the many supposed violations of the agreement, but exactly how they will go about stopping them, or potentially if they go about stopping them, is yet to be seen. In the third story today, we move to England to discuss Dominic Cummings. The first question some of you will be asking about now is why? After all, Mr Cummings is no longer at the forefront of politics, having resigned his position as the Prime Minister's advisor after a falling out. Well, to answer this, we need to explain the Barnard Castle scandal. Many of you will know about this, but for international viewers it's probably best to explain. Back in early April 2020, the UK was adjusting to the new normal. Lockdown had just been implemented and very little leeway was given to all of us who were locked down. Social contact was effectively limited to being through a screen, and travel was only allowed for essential purposes. The Prime Minister's advisor at the time, Dominic Cummings, realised that his wife may have the virus. 
According to him, he became worried that he might too become infected with the virus and the couple would be too weak to look after their four-year-old child. So the decision was made to travel from London to Durham to stay in the house on the land of Dominic's parents. If they were too weak to look after the child, then the family could look after him. Before returning to London, Cummings took a trip to Barnard Castle, supposedly to test his eyesight while driving, before taking the over 400 mile trip back to London. The reason this became a scandal was due to the fact that Cummings was a close advisor to the Prime Minister and his actions were perceived by the public as flouting the rules. Many were angry that they were following the rules scrupulously while those in positions of power were apparently flouting them. He defended himself by stating that there is no regulation covering the situation I found myself in, but many still saw the trip to Barnard Castle as unnecessary. So why are we bringing this year old story up again today though? Well, as it turns out, when the lockdown eased last year, many people travelled to Barnard Castle due to its infamy following the scandal. Seemingly trying to capitalise on the situation, a planning application has now been made by a member of the local historic society to create a 5 foot 11 statue of Mr Cummings near Barnard Castle. It is likely hoped that such a statue would increase local tourism even further when such activities are allowed again. As much as the historic society likely wants the statue to be made, it is so far looking quite unlikely, with the local bylaws stating that statues can only depict someone who is deceased and have made an exceptional contribution to the international reputation of Barnard Castle. To be fair though, it's kind of hard to argue that Mr Cummings didn't do the latter. In the last story today, we want to have a look at some of the best April Fool stories that have been circulating on the internet today. Because, after all, who doesn't love people being fooled on the internet? Low-key though, we did have to double-check the coming story wasn't an April Fool's, and to be honest, we're still not 100%, so there's still a chance that we might be caught out. Let's start with the announcement by the South Australian police that sausage dogs would be joining their squad. <laughs> As you know, the Dog Operations Unit, we've used Labradors and Shepherds for many years quite successfully, but we've always felt there's been a bit of a gap in our capabilities, so we're really, really enthusiastic about announcing this new squad, the uh, small area urban search and guided evacuation dogs. And what this is going to do is really be able to give us a new element of what we can uh, you know, offer up to the South Australian community. So, been really hard work lifting those 40 kilo shepherds, you know, especially above your head into uh, ceiling spaces and things like that. Because of the size of these guys, you know, we can chuck them into ceilings, up on top of cupboards, let them have a good look around there. Not only that, because they're, you know, obviously a little bit uh, challenged vertically, we can chuck them under cars, under covers and things like that. We're also going to be able to attach them to drones, which is, you know, that's really a game changer for us. You know, they're going to be able to be tactically deployed from that, you know, drop down into people's yards and things like that. We're really excited about it and we think it's going to be an absolute game changer. Another good one is by Lipton, who have promised to make self-jiggling tea bags. Although, for a tea company, it is odd to see them promoting such a bad cup of tea. After years of testing, it's finally here. Lipton's quality black tea self-jiggling bag. Now you can leave your tea to do its own jiggling. Bag jiggle technology guarantees even infusion 
and aids milk disbursement for those who like a splash. It's a great day for tea drinkers. Lipton's quality black tea self-jiggling bag. And in the most vile announcement of the day, Subway have announced their coriander cookie, which looks about as bad as it sounds. In more UK-centric news today, Anton Deck have announced that after 30 years, they are changing the format of their show to be called Deck and Ant, something that absolutely wouldn't confuse anyone. Anyway, what do you think of these April Fool stories? Are they funny or just cringy? Let us know in the comments below. For those of you who think the news is too long, be sure to check out Tuesday's Daily Briefing. Read the newsletter by signing up at tldrnews.co.uk forward slash daily. Listen to the briefing by searching for TLDR News in your podcast app or watch the briefing over at youtube.com forward slash TLDR daily.